Welcome to Discovering Spirit Within. This is Reverend Deborah Phillips coming to you from Spiritual Life Center in Sacramento, California. The original air date for this podcast is January 29th, and I'd like to be able to say that this is going to be a wrap-up of the year, but it is and it isn't, because I'm not going to review everything we've talked about over the last year, because that would be, well, redundant and exhausting, and I want to talk about something different anyway. What I want to do is address the idea of resolutions from a slightly different perspective. So there's this thing, right, that at the beginning of the year, people make resolutions. Some people make really big resolutions that they're going to change their lives completely. And then two weeks in, it's like, well, this is too exhausting. I can't do that. And other people just meander in and think, well, I'm going to change this or that. All of which is good. Although I do have to say that deciding to change your entire life in the matter of a couple of weeks is probably more than almost anybody can handle, so I would advise against that, actually. Just, you know, pick one thing to work on. But here's the deal. You can only start making changes in your life if you really know what it is you want. Now, you're probably thinking, but I know what I want. I want a better job. I want a great relationship. I want to be more spiritually connected. And yeah, you know that you want those things, but here's where we get a little off track is that we also know what we don't want. And in fact, we probably are more familiar with what we don't want than what we do want. And that gets in our way. And it's a very unconscious kind of automatic thing that goes on in our heads. It's like if I'm looking at two things, the one that I want to avoid is probably going to one that has my attention because I don't want it. And so what happens is we end up focusing on what we don't want. And we are also not taught to really focus on what it is we do want. Now, you may be familiar with the idea of a treasure map. Treasure maps were very, very popular, oh my gosh, back in the the late 1970s, early 80s, when there was a big prosperity movement going on, and people would get magazines out and, you know, all these things and cut out pictures and words and put them up on a board and put it up in their room. And those can be very, very helpful, but maybe not for quite the reasons you think. A treasure map or even a list, is a way to help you really figure out what it is you do want. And when you are working through that, you're not paying attention to what you don't want. It might be in the back of your mind, but you're looking at what you absolutely do want. And then you might cut out a picture of something. And of course, the most common thing in these treasure maps is the idea of a car or a house. But you can also have pictures that symbolize a relationship, symbolize spirituality, symbolize something else that's not necessarily tangible. And you put it up on this board and then it's there and it's in your consciousness. And so you are constantly or have the ability to look at what it is that you do want. And that's a really good thing because it's so hard for people to say what they do want. Now you might be sitting there thinking, what are you talking about? I know what I want. But I can guarantee that if somebody sat you down and looked you straight in the eye and said, what do you really want? What do you want more than anything in your life? What do you want? You'll freeze. Now, not every single person will. I I get that. But for the most part, we don't walk around with our real wants at the top of our brain. What is at the top of our brain is what we're supposed to be doing, what we're supposed to want. 
what we're supposed to uh, be doing with our lives. Now, here's an example. I went back to school to finish my bachelor's degree in uh, the early 2000s. I was in my early 50s. And the idea was is I would go back and get a degree so I could get a much better job and support myself more comfortably because I had decided that I was going to be single for the rest of my life. And so I went in with this purpose of I'm going to take this degree and it's going to give me this kind of stable job and and life will be great. And I sat down and I talked with the counselor for a while and I ended up signing up for a degree in English, the old liberal arts, do you want to work in the fast food? industry type of thing. Why did I do that? Because as I sat and I talked with this man, I realized that my love of words, my love of writing, my love of literature was so big that I couldn't do anything else. And of course, he teased me the whole time I was in school that um, I needed to learn how to say, would you like fries with that? Now, as it turns out, that degree serves me very well in what I do. I write talks, I do a podcast, uh, you know, there's a lot of writing, a lot of, a lot of wordsmithing going on in everything that I do. And so that degree was working out beautifully for me. And I believe that that works out so well, because I followed my heart. I followed what I really wanted to do. Now, I'm not saying that I was completely comfortable with my decision as I was going through school, wondering what I was going to do. And I figured, well, I could get a master's and I could teach. So, you know, there would be that. But I still had the uh, what I didn't want running around in my brain. I didn't want to go back to um, mediocre jobs. I didn't want to go back to jobs that weren't very stable. I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to do that. And here I was going to have this degree and I didn't want to be in a position where I couldn't use it. All of that stuff continually rattled through my, or not continually, but it, it rattled in my brain while I was having an absolute blast um, doing my degree. And so it was an interesting thing for me to watch because I was already aware of this idea that we, we spend more time worrying about what we don't want than what we do want. So I got to watch my mind do all of these calisthenics for the two years I was finishing up that degree and it was very informational for me. But let's not just talk about me, let's talk about you. And I can also give you examples of other people. It's like I have known several people who were married for many, many, many years, and we're talking about relatively dysfunctional relationships. And some of these people were so controlled in their relationships that they never learned to ask for what they really wanted. For example, you might say, well, where do you want to go on vacation? And the other person will say, well, what, where do you want to go? And it's like, well, we know where I want to go, but where do you want to go? What do you want? What is it that you would need in this vacation? And it is amazing how often a person cannot articulate what it is they actually want because they never developed the ability to figure out what they wanted because other people in their lives were there telling them what they wanted and then that uh, imposing that on the person we're talking to. And so what the other person want, wanted was what they wanted. And it's not uncommon. It's not uncommon at all. I knew one person who 
um, had been in such a relationship for so long that one day they told me, they said, I don't even really know what kind of food I actually like because I have had someone else telling me what I like for so long. Well, think about that. Think about how that affects what you really want in your life and where you can go in your life because you can't really go anywhere unless you know what it is you want and you can focus on what you want and move toward that goal. Of course, not everybody is going to be striving towards some goal all the time. Some of this is absolutely just a stage of life dependent. I mean, if you're in your 20s and 30s, you're trying to get somewhere, you're trying to, you know, get your, if you're having a family or your career or whatever, uh, as you get older in your 40s and 50s, priorities change. And then again, they change um, after you start getting into the 60s and 70s. We all have priorities, we all have desires in life. Some of them are more immediate, probably usually when we're younger, but you would be surprised at how many older people are still like, I really have always wanted to do this and I never could, or I never let myself do it. So while there are stages of life, and at some points we might be striving harder than other parts of our lives, there is still all of that room to discover what it is you really, really want and stop looking at or running away from what you don't want. This takes thought, it takes attention, it takes really looking at what is going on in your life and in your mind and thinking about what it, not only what it is you want, but what you will allow yourself to do. And this is part of the thing, is the fear that comes with looking at what you don't want is what stops you. Worrying about what could happen or what could not happen is what stops you. You know, I, I know a woman who has recently started to paint and she's well into her 60s, I believe, and she's having an absolute blast. And it never occurred to her that she could actually do that, but she just decided one day to bite the bullet, see if she could do it, and it's she's coming up with some amazing stuff. She's finally doing something that she never let herself do before. Now, why would she have not let herself do that? Well, let's see, there's the fear of failure, the, the fear of looking at what she couldn't do, how it wouldn't work, would people make fun of her? In other words, she was focusing on all of the things that she did not want. She didn't want to be made fun of. She didn't want to fail. She didn't want to um, put out something that was ugly. If you see my drift here is that this focusing on what we don't want is really subtle because it's not like, well, um, I'm going to wish for a car, but I don't want uh, this kind of car and I'm going to focus on not wanting that kind of car. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about these low level subconscious fears that we have that we actually pay more attention to than we realize and that stops us, that gets in our way. When we decide what we really want, and we decide that it's really worth it, then the things that we are afraid of, the things that we don't want, can be put on the back burner and allow us to experiment, allow us to try, allow us to do things that we didn't think that we could or were supposed to do.
I'm having a lot of fun watching younger people, and I'm not just talking about millennials, but even the younger ones than that, who are deciding that they're not going to work in a standard job and they're going to start their own gigs of whatever it is they're doing. And they're fortunately young enough right now to not have an enormous amount of fears. And part of it is, I'm sure, is that they just don't feel like things have to be done the way they've always been done. I come from a generation that also thought that way, and we made a lot of changes and then we got all stuck and now the younger ones are coming behind us and kicking kicking down the the sandcastles again and rebuilding them in another way and it's really really cool to watch but the reality is that every single one of us has things that we don't want in our lives we have things that we don't want to happen obviously there are some things that we don't want in life that we cannot control taxes and death Okay, I joke. However, there are things that we cannot control, but there are so many things that we have small fears about that we can overcome if we are aware of them. And the whole point is to become aware of what you are afraid of, aware of what you don't want in a way that you can put it on the back burner, that you can overcome that and begin to focus on what you do want. I hope this makes some sense. It feels like today I'm kind of rambling on, but maybe that's just how it feels. And of course, my what I, what I don't want is to do a podcast that makes absolutely no sense. But you know, I love doing this podcast. It's a good discipline for me. It helps me get my ideas out of my brain. I hope it helps other people. And I try not to worry about it once I've recorded it. I record this and I send it off to my man, Cameron. And by the way, thank you, Cameron, for being my editor all year. I really appreciate you. And I let it go. And I let it be what it is, and then the next week I come back and I do another one, and maybe I do it differently, maybe I become a little more aware of something. And right now, in the back of my head, there's several things that I don't want that are running around, but I'm focusing on what I'm doing right now. And what I want is to get this recorded so it can come out to you, and you can hear maybe a little bit of information that might help you. And so I'm not letting it get in my way. now. This takes practice, and I will have to tell you that I have other things in my life that I still let get in my way as well. But doing something like a treasure map, or in this day and age, making a list, of course, there's 8 million self-help books that you can always read, but making a list, actually make a list of what you want and a list of what you don't want and put those put them side by side it's really really enlightening to see what you might put in that don't want list and that might even be more enlightening to find out what comes up in your in your want list now we all have well no i can't say that there are people who have things that they've really wanted all their lives and never had the nerve to tell anybody because it didn't belong or fit into the should or have to category. Well, this list of yours doesn't have those categories. They're only a wants and a don't want list. That's all it is. So when you start writing your wants, they can be as crazy as you can imagine. The craziest thing that you would want, if it's going up into space or you know, going deep sea diving to the deepest level that you can go without dying, whatever, whatever extreme it might be, writing it down is perfectly okay. 
and then you might write down, you know, deep sea diving, and then you might write down on the other side, I don't want to go too deep and get crushed by the water by the pressure. See what I'm saying is that you, this list gives you all the freedom in the world to write what your wants and your not wants are, and you get to look at that, and that gives you an idea of what is going on in your mind, which actually can give you a visual blueprint of what you are doing with your life. Because when you look at that list and you realize if you are, if you are focusing more on your don't wants as opposed to your wants, it's like, oh, I'm spending so much time on this and this that I'm not getting around to this thing that I really want to do. This can be so enlightening. It can create so much clarity in your thinking and in your moving forward. I would caution you to not beat yourself up when you look at this list and go, man, I've been so focused on this not want and this want. I mean, that doesn't do any good either because it's normal. It is normal for us to focus on what we don't want because staying safe, protecting ourselves is our first instinct. And so it's a normal thing to want to avoid what we don't want, what we think will injure us or even embarrass us. It's normal to want to avoid those. It's normal to want to feel safe. It's normal to want to feel calm. It's normal. And at the same time, we hold ourselves back if we get too stuck in that. And so becoming aware of waking up to what it is we really want and the possibilities and allowing ourselves to explore that is such an exciting way to live your life. And it doesn't mean that you don't take a few steps back once in a while and go back in the and hide for a bit and then come back out. And there might be lots of stops and starts as you build up your courage to step into what you really, really want. You know, as I look at the end of 2021 and I look back at what we have been going through as a culture, as a world in 2020 and 2021, and we don't quite know what 22 is going to bring for us, I realize that one of the gifts that comes from this having to be separate from people, this having to isolate or at least it's take a step back can be a gift in that it will give us permission to look at who we are and what we want and what we don't want and how to bring a balance between the two. And I know that I talk about balance a lot. Balance is really important. And by the way, perfect balance, always staying in that balanced moment is almost impossible. You'll hit that moment of balance and then immediately you'll probably start to go one direction or the other and that's perfectly okay. That is normal. But being aware of where you are in any one moment, that is important and that is what will help you gain your sanity back is, okay, I'm feeling unbalanced right now. And then you can move from that point to a little bit more towards the middle again. Understanding where you are, understanding how you're feeling, understanding what it is you want, understanding what you don't want, and keeping that in balance. Those are the things that are important. Because if you think about it, it's like, all right, so I'm doing a podcast and I want it to be really, really good. There's things I don't want it to be. And so I want to keep those in mind. I mean, I, I don't want bad sound. I want good sound. Now, right there, see what I did is I changed that from, I don't want to have bad sound on that podcast. I want good sound. 
So what you can do with your list is take your list and you find all your don't wants and all your wants and then start changing your don't wants into a want somehow. And that example that I just gave you is, is almost a perfect example. I could say I don't want to come across as an idiot or I can say I want to be clear and concise and give good information to people. See how you can turn a don't want into a want? It's really easy to do. And if you make your list of both things, the things that you really want, and then the don't wants, the don't wants actually are showing you how, you, how you'll stop yourself from doing the want, right? So in a nutshell, here's how you figure out what you really want and then move away from your don't wants to achieve your want. And here's how you can start to do this. Make your list. Make your list of the wants. No matter what they are, don't let anything stop you from writing down what you want. Nobody's going to see it. You can always burn it later. Then look at the want. Look at the don't wants that you have associated with it. And then turn those don't wants into positive statements. Like I did this a few minutes ago saying, my podcast has to have good sound. That means I have to have a good microphone. My don't want is, is I don't want it scratchy. I don't want a lot of background noise. I don't want a lot of da da da. But if I simply say I want good sound, then I've turned all of those into a positive. So here's my suggestion for the new year. Maybe instead of making actual resolutions, you make your want don't want list and allow yourself to put anything on that want side that you could possibly imagine. Even if you think it's the screwiest, most unachievable thing ever, something that you would want. And then your don't want list and turn those into positive statements and see what happens. And then choose one to perhaps focus on for the next week or two weeks or whatever and play with it and allow yourself to open yourself up to what it is you really want in your life. And this part of it is not age dependent. I know I talked about us being in different stages of life and those of us who are older aren't trying to achieve as much in the same way as younger people are, but we are still alive and vital people and there's still things that we want in life. So whoever you are, wherever you are, what age bracket you're in, wherever you are in your life, it is really important to understand what it is you want and you are allowed to do that. All of those supposed tos, all of those should shoulds and should be's and should haves, those are completely irrelevant to this list. This list is your list, it is private, it is yours and you can put anything on that list that you want and then you can put all your don't wants and basically your fears next to that and work it out. And even if you never actually do the thing that you're saying that you want, when you have worked through all the fears around it, that in itself is a very freeing, a very act of opening yourself up to having more in your life. And is this a spiritual thing? Oh my gosh, yes, because the more you open up your heart, the more you open up yourself to possibilities, the more you allow yourself to want to be the highest and best person you can be, the more you connect with spirit, the more acquainted you become with that inner part of you that has never been touched by the outside world. As you open yourself up to the outside world, in terms of possibility, you open your insides.
And yeah, we talk about living from the inside out, but sometimes we have to break down that external armor. And it can work both ways. You can open yourself up to the outside world and the world will soften for you. Or you can soften towards the world and then the inner you will soften as well. We are spiritual beings. We are powerful. We have so much within us that we can share with each other to heal this world, to heal each other, to live in peace and in joy and in love. And when you know what you want, you actually start to learn who you really are. And that is an amazing, wonderful thing that can happen and is a wonderful journey to go on. And I wish you a wonderful, wonderful, happy new year. And of course, an insightful and blessed week because I know that's what you really want. Thank you for listening today. Discovering Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center. If you enjoyed our discussion and feel inspired to support us, you can go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And now until we meet again, deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, Deep peace of the quiet earth to you. Deep peace of the shining stars to you. Deep peace of the son and daughter of peace to you. And may the joys of the world go with you.